0: Welcome to the Supplemental Series, Volume 2. In this episode, we're going to be looking at Theme Time Radio Hour, in particular the episode Dreams. Now, you'll notice that I'm sounding different, and it's because I'm alone. Uh, Kelly's going to join me, if you will, in a moment. Um, but I did want to address one thing before we even get there. In an episode about Dreams, it's really funny that we didn't actually mention that Sign on the Window exists only because of a dream. About a year ago, and for a year and a half, Kelly was traveling around the world, around Asia, around Europe. We would end up having these marathon, you know, seven, eight-hour Skype sessions once every four or five months. And that's just kind of how it was. After about seven hours, you kind of run out of things to talk about. So I remember telling her, this was about maybe two months before she was coming back, that uh, I had a dream that I was doing a Bob Dylan podcast. And without even skipping a beat, she was like, yeah, we're, we should totally do that. I don't even remember asking her. And here we are, 20 plus episodes in, and we're still doing it. And we're finding all these new and creative ways to sort of bring our voices out into the world. Which I think for a lot of people when they start, that's the hardest part. It's finding a voice. So please listen to our voices as we talk about The Supplemental Series Volume 2 Theme Time Radio Hour Episode 59 Dreams I can't believe I remembered that all Play the tape Does it even matter where he's writing from? The stories, emotions, places, time frames, characters, caricatures, motifs Lessons learned and unlearned Have all been thoroughly plundered This this sign on the window. Welcome to the Supplemental Series. This is a special series that we're doing, not only with supplemental stuff, as you can tell by the title, but we're going to be actually looking at Theme Time Radio Hour, which is something Bob Dylan did for years. I mean, he produced over 100 episodes of it. Uh, We're condensing it down to 98 total because there's a couple one- and two-parters. We are going to talk about ...the episodes themselves, which seems a little weird, and so stick with us, please. We're going to talk about that, but we're also going to expand upon the theme on our own lives. So we're going to talk... This week is our first episode, which we randomly selected at the end of episode 16. So if you're interested in that, you can go listen to the shenanigans that brought about this. But we are going to be looking at episode 59, Dreams.
1: Every week we tell you that we specialize in dreams, themes, and schemes. Every week we play a theme the show itself is kind of a scheme, well, that leaves one subject left. And this week, we're going to be looking at that series of images, ideas, emotions, and sensations that occur involuntarily in the mind during certain stages of sleep. That's right, we're going to be listening to songs all about the little movies that play in your head in the dead of night. We'll be talking about dream jobs, lucid dreams, the American dream, tangerine dreams, the dream walking, dream boats, pipe dreams, dream catchers, and dream machines. So find yourself a comfortable place, put your sleep mask on, close off the rest of the world, and stay tuned.
0: Now, Kelly, we had talked a lot about Theme Time Radio Hour over these last, at this point, it's been, God, four months or so that we've been doing this. Three months? Oh, yeah. Crazy. You, I don't know if you were curious then, but at some point, I think the curiosity overtook us. We decided to delve into it. And I remember you literally got five minutes into it, and then you called me on the telephone <laughs> to tell me that this was the greatest thing uh, on heaven and earth. So Absolutely. Can you expand upon that? Everything about this,
2: and I learned a new word just to describe it. Uh, because we had talked before about I wish there was a word that meant the same thing as aesthetic, for visual as it, but for for ears like for aesthetic ears. is to eyesight as whatever this word is to an auditory experience. Right. I learned a couple of things. The etymology of the word, uh, <laughs> you know I'm all about some etymology. Yes,
0: the continuity <laughs> of the supplemental with the original show is yeah. strong.
2: Strong. The is strong. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I had to. so the etymology of the word aesthetic nowhere in it does it specifically say that it's restricted to uh something visual like something that you can observe with your sight um so it could apply the word aesthetic would fit to music if fit to any it just the only confine is that it's something that is beautiful right like something that's yeah. that's appealing not visually appealing just something that is but appealing. you would have
0: to explain it to somebody if you're like that song is aesthetically beautiful i yeah. feel like i'd be like excuse me you're, you're gonna pretend like you can see the song
2: right well or the example of somebody plays like the aesthetics of punk rock to me that would mean the trappings of punk rock me not, too yeah great. yeah that's good yeah, i would think better.
0: so the way people look mm-hmm. exactly
2: so there is a word that actually means pleasing to the ear like a. a sounding beautiful which is euphony or euphony uh which is not as nice a word as aesthetic and i don't like it i don't That's like
0: euphoria it. and then like it's just
2: e-u-p-h-o-n-y it's like phony for uh hearing Here. yeah phony, and
1: then,
0: okay
2: um so yeah euphony which just means it specifically is is about words that sound good together but it can mean just sounds that are
0: sounds nice. that are good yeah so I don't that. always mean that the song, I, that's, and that really doesn't work because if, if that's supposed to be nice, I don't always mean aesthetic in that nice way. It's more like,
2: style, right? Yeah, it's, it's more style. Like yeah.
0: something can be grating and sort of crazy. I mean, I enjoy myself a good hardcore band that is not going to be quote unquote euphonically pleasing, pleasing right. but it is aesthetically powerful and right. it moves. Yeah. So I, I really wish that there was a way for this podcast to recapture aesthetics and like, because it is it's all visual for me too mm-hmm. so maybe if i start using it in all ways maybe well, everyone will follow we're trendsetters <laughs> so whatever the word aesthetics let's just say aesthetic. the aesthetic say
2: i mean i think that's totally applicable in this context anyway yes. the aesthetic of this show speaks yes. to me on every level i love it i love the songs that he's chosen yeah you mentioned that he'll branch out a little bit more but uh i i listened to the one that we're supposed to listen to this week uh, twice and then i went back and listened to a bunch of other ones because like i'm in i love everything about this oh. i love his the sound of his voice like the timbre of it i love the the, it's, the things he says is almost irrelevant but they're always great nuggets it's just like i always wanted to be a radio dj and to have a person and granted this person's bob dylan but just like but isn't person, that almost
0: it's that, better it's yeah so like, much better we're like doing a podcast like you would have loved this i think regardless yeah yeah but totally. like to even have that added context and texture to it it's so much richer i I would yeah i would listen
2: to this a million times over Mm -hmm. without ever knowing who the heck bob dylan was or really caring um so yeah it does give it a little bit of added richness but it's just somebody that really digs music that's just like kind of piecing it together with other stuff there's a little bit you know there's a theme because there's a theme time radio but it's just yeah he's just like now i'm gonna hit you with some facts here's some facts about dreams now we're back to diana washington whatever her name is yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> dino washington my dad yes. i was still thinking about diana corral who gets a shout out on that's this true, episode that's so true. uh but yeah it, i love it i love everything it, it just feels so romantic it does it, it's because it's again he does branch out a little bit but for the most part we're dealing with songs from the 20s to the 50s 60s
0: ish he's a he's definitely evoking that sense of it all mm-hmm. i mean he's even he invokes it you know it's a running gag on the show but it's You know, our Wi-Fi is down, so we got to rely on this. Oh, my God, when he said that, oh. Yeah, and that's that's just the thing. And so it's like, well, we get some letters sometimes, too. Mm -hmm. You're not going to stump me on that one, man. I know exactly. It's just like, it's so lovely. Mm -hmm. And also when Elvis Costello calls.
1: Oh, we got Elvis Costello on the phone. Hey, Elvis. Hey there, Bob. How you doing? You listening to the show? Oh, man. I never stopped listening to it. What's up? Hey, Bob, I can't believe you're doing a show about dreams and not playing Beautiful Dreamer. You know, beautiful dreamer, awaken to me. starlight and dewdrops, waiting for thee. You know that one? Come on, Elvis. I don't have to play another version, not after you just sang it. But it does give me a chance to talk about Stephen Foster for a moment. Thanks for calling, and I'll see you soon.
0: You, Bob. Tell Diana the kids. Uh,
2: Say hi to have? diana and the twins for me.
1: Incredible, yeah. incredible.
2: And then he just goes into a riff about Stephen Foster. It's amazing. Well, I have a feeling that that Stephen Foster fellow had something to do with that song that Elvis Costello was singing. And by have a feeling, I mean that's why he brought it up. Right, correct, correct. <laughs> <laughs> and in a song or in, a, in a, a show, a radio show where you're featuring music musicians, yeah. it's so fun to also have interstitial music. Underneath him speaking, that's not at all anything he's talking about. Like there's a Miles Davis song, mm-hmm. and there's uh they he teases playing Mister uh, Sandman, Mister Sandman, yep. <laughs> song, but uh, Mister Sandman and doesn't play it. I'm yeah. <laughs> just like, this is perfect. I, I love. It everything about this it's just uh, yeah the only That's thing part I can say... of the
0: beauty of it too the the, the tease the tease of mm-hmm. like you you know where it's going and then you're able to have it just veer off and you're a little peeved but you're like you trickster mm-hmm. like you're you're into it you really get hooked well
2: even that beautiful dreamer song
0: i'm like you knew it was coming that what you were like he's going to play that.
2: Uh, He does do the Everly Brothers, which I call the mile off. Well, that's what I'm saying. On record. (laughs) No, no,
0: but that's what I mean. Like, you can have the songs that could be called from a mile away, but you'll be surprised by literally every other one. Because you could be like, you know, Aerosmith's going to show up. This will show up. I mean, every song that says the word dream. And it's not really about that. It's like you're kind of going on a little journey with him, which he kind of teases at the beginning. And you really do you go from the broken dreams to the striving dreamers you know the boulevard of broken dreams which i'll be honest i don't know a lot of tony bennett that shit was awesome mm-hmm. that shit was awesome otis redding I'll, I'll be also honest i did not know that he died in a plane crash i didn't know that either in 1967 but even like the whole thing with chet you know uh The Everly Brothers guy. He's like, "Can Mm -hmm. we play back, you know, Texas?" Texas (laughs) to the producer. Yeah, you know, uh, Chet was saying that my guitar will live on even if people don't know me. He's like, "We hear you, Chet." It's I love that. It's like it's this you know handing off of tradition. And Bob Dylan respects the fuck out of people who put themselves out on the line. And I think even from a first episode, that is the one takeaway. Couple questions. I mean, I think the obvious question: Do you have dreams? Do you dream? Is there recurring dreams that you've ever had? I'm kind of curious. It's something I don't actually think about as I get older, but I think maybe because I don't dream much or I don't remember.
2: Yeah. Uh, Bob Dylan taught me that you can lose the ability to dream, which is terrifying to me. That is terrifying. I think that it's a cool thing that our weird human brains do. And it, sometimes it can be awful and sometimes it can be great. I wish I could lose to dream because that sounds badass, but I just like, it sounds like a lot of work too. I don't know. Yeah. Uh I I do dream. I barely remember them right after I wake up. But um I did have I used to have recurring dreams. Um I had one when I was a little kid. Okay. That uh was like a nightmare recurring nightmare. The, both of the recurring dreams I had were nightmares. Not not like nice happy ones. Uh, that sucks. I
0: think that's probably a lot of people too. That's what you remember. It's like you yeah, yeah, remember the bad. Guy, right? yeah. It's not like that time I got to fly. It's Woo! like oh, I could make that up, but I don't really remember that the way I remember the killer clown.
2: Well, it was a puppet. <clears throat> oh my God. Go of figure. Of course
0: it is. All I can really remember... It wigged you out. Yes, it did. Uh, they gave me the wig ever since I was little. What happened? I saw a dummy. It gave me the
2: wig. There really wasn't a story there. Terrified me, in fact. Um, It was
0: specifically... Oh, there's more to the story. Yeah. I thought that was it. No. You saw a puppet and you were wigged out.
2: It but... was like a bright pink puppet, like a human-ish shape. Like it would fit on your hand like where you would use your thumb and your pinky as the hands no. and had a green shirt and bright yellow hair. And in my head, <laughs> oh. it in my dream. It was called Jabber I really found out there's a cartoon from like the seventies. Oh, that's a shark shit. called Jabber but not a puppet crazy thing. So yeah, I, it would murder me often. And that was like really young, like three or four. Jesus um, Christ. And then in, I guess my early twenties, which I am now past the prime of, uh, I would have a recurring dream about zombies. Um, okay. And that was really fun because while I can't lucid dream,
1: yeah,
2: I had a dream every night and it was like, it, it wasn't any specific place that I can place or like, uh, it just was a post apocalyptic situation where zombies had ever run the earth. And when I started having this dream, the first few nights I died every time. Like I would eventually be the zombies one and I'd be taken over. Every night that I had this dream, I would get better and better at fighting them and by the end I was like totally kicking ass. So it started off as a nightmare where I would end up dying. But I don't know how that happened. It's really fun. And they're like that's I'll never have cold dreams. Like, yeah, and, and then like, just stop stopped happening. I don't uh, know why. I must have been like watching a lot of like that or something. I mean, <laughs> I mean that was, that
0: was, was about the right time. Remember, yeah, right. So I don't 28 know. Twenty eight days later and stuff. And, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. What,
2: but yeah. it just I didn't that was neat because I didn't think that would ever be a thing where it wasn't just you're trapped in the same nightmare yeah. over and over I got to, I
0: learned. Well, it's weird too. Do you, do you think you, I mean, I guess dreams are so fun like that because in some way you might not be consciously thinking of it, but I'm sure as the dreams progress and you're like, Oh shit, that one time I like got a knife that seemed to work. You're not thinking about that. Like, Mm -hmm. but you're going to bed maybe with that in mind. It's so weird. Like that you would almost carry that thought into your dream. And as long as you're still thinking about it, you're going to keep going. I mean, that's what he was saying. Basically. I mean, Mm -hmm. he was saying, you know studies have shown if you think and you say i am going to remember my dream and then you go to sleep and you've got a journal you're going to remember your dream it's just that positive feedback so i wonder if like some part of you was just like kelly you need to find Next out like, you're yeah. gonna do this you know like almost amping you up And then at some point it just your childhood died and...
2: childhood died yeah. i turned 26 and, and everything then your ended. bills had
0: to happen and you couldn't think about killing zombies anymore no. i had a dream oh
2: I was just going to say, now we're both staring down the barrel of the 30 gun.
0: Oh, it's terrible. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I had a dream for probably, I guess this would have been, if I'm going to date it. Well, actually I had two dreams. Two two dreams that happened occasionally. The first, this was all when I was an adult. Well, 24, I guess the first one. I dreamed about somebody, a kid in the woods. I was spending the night in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, and I dreamed about a kid uh, stuck in the woods and building a house. And I never really knew what that meant. And I would have it... I had it... We visited three times that summer. It would have been 2008. And I had it every time. And they were always a little bit different. And I don't know if I was just remembering it on the same thing. But I still think about that a lot. The other one I had that was consistent and happened a lot is, is the subject of the story that I'll read right after I kind of preface it. Is... Um, I won't read it here. I will do my own version of it. Um, is that I... I was a person standing on the edge of a pier, looking out at the ocean. Next to me is a woman, and I only know that through time. It was one of those things too, where in time you start to sneak glances, you start to kind of have an idea of what you're doing. And she was a nun, and I noticed that because of uh, her, obviously her hood and the garb and everything. But I also noticed the uh,
2: rosary,
0: yeah, around her, around her um, chest. I could I could see that basically looking over my shoulders or whatever, but the dream always ended never beyond. And then I stopped having the dream with me walking off the edge of the pier and falling into the water. Like there was never a splash of the water. It was just like floating in. And there were times that I was a third person watching it. So the scene would continue. If you will, there were times that I was the person drowning and I just sunk and I never landed. And I just floated underwater. And then I, kept sleeping i don't know you know what i mean like (laughs) who knows when you actually wake up what time is in that scenario but that pretty much always happened but every time it would just be slightly different i could get these extra glimpses of somebody and so when i wrote about it which because i kept having the dream when i wrote about it i imagined the moment that i actually got to see the face and so the whole story that i'll read right now is my dream coming to seeing this person's face In the snake tunnels that stretch the whole of this country, I often see a woman in my dreams. She's staring up at a lonely steeple, nervous of the bodies that God has hidden at the top of the ladder. As it turns out, she predates you by quite some time, although we didn't quite hit it off like you and I did. She's been in my dreams for over two years now. For her, she occupies the space in between life, an emptied country, ravaged and war-torn, although, to be honest... I've never seen her face. The woman of my dreams is a nun in the service of a man that I'd met in other dreams, a pimp of sorts if preachers can be pimps. She's a bend and a weave to my camera eyes. Inside this dream, reflections are often everything and nothing, and so she hides behind her veil, permanently watching my footsteps. And while I've given up searching for her face, as I know that there's none to find, I know that she loves someone other than the Lord. I know this because I can feel this. She has sprung from the basic, minimum element like faith. The simple reading of the word, the unending meditation on it, the mutual assistance to it in all of its human dimensions. She is the genuine church. I have, I will admit, etched it seems, a vision, her and him standing at the end of a pier overlooking the pacific ocean that i've yet to see close but not touching no heat between lovers visible slowly and i must emphasize slowly he'll walk off the end of the pier and without a splash disappear into the sea she doesn't move why would she right strangers at the bottom of society the bottomless pit of love and lost how should i know I used to stare at techie motel art when I was a kid, and I wrote once, our touch on the past is beautiful, a rendering of the present cynical. I don't know where she came from, but she's a woman I've shared a bed with now for some time. Please don't be jealous. So why am I telling you this tonight? Quite simply, I saw her face for the first time. Of course I didn't mean to, it just kind of happened like other stuff happens. I was laying on my back in a town that I didn't recognize or create. I smelt the accent of an old man yelling at me in Spanish, pointing his fury at my eardrums, drenched in sugarcane and imported wheat. I felt the old women in new jackets pointing at the young women in new jackets, the faded prestige becoming too much even for them to bear. I felt like I'd left my home fifty years ago in some kind of ending exile. I was spitting blood through bleeding gums and cracked lips. I was dying in the middle of the street before I felt myself rising above the disappearing street lamps, lifted to my bare feet on the soft southern soil. I noticed Jesus crucified around her neck. I saw her face. Her face was you. Well, not you, let's be honest again. By, I saw her face, I mean to say I didn't really see her face. It's just that when I felt her arms on my back, when I moved my eyes upward across her neck, my heart warmed instead of froze. For all I know, the nun, you, could have been the one who split my lips and licked my bloody wounds. She, you, could have kicked me from the ladder leading to the steeple, expelling me forever from your dreams. You don't have to tell me that I'm only imagining things. It's a great trick of mine, one that I've replicated with varying results, believing in dreams and convincing myself and others that they hold some sort of intimate wisdom. They don't. Yet at the same time, I feel like forgetting how close you were to my face is a mistake. I want to find you and cut out your tongue so that you'll let me in on all your secrets, drop our virus, break down this life to its molecular level. I'll slip through the cracks of your armor and scream myself awake. Even as a woman of God, don't be offended or hurt when I slay you in my dreams. She doesn't know this, my nun, you, my second reality, my only one. But the future belongs to her, alive to those who are themselves alive. And I will write until the nights pass into the next world and I can return to her and atone for whatever it is that I feel needs to be absolved, sink whatever it is that holds us back. So I'm just going to do a rapid fire round of dreams that Bob Dylan listed. And you tell me if you've had a dream about them or or adjacent to them. Just yes or nos. Okay. Uh, Being ill or attacked. Yes. Dying. Yes. Car. I guess like a car crash.
2: Oh, maybe.
0: Mm. House or property damage. I don't think so. Poor test scores. No. Falling. Yes. Flying. No. Make it in public. No. Missing boat
2: my boat
0: she's gone (laughs) Oh, he said missing missing the boat or the bus yeah he led with boat which was the best
2: (laughs) missing your boat (laughs) I love boat
0: so loving the boat definitely missing it (laughs) as a means of uh, travel no Uh,
2: I think maybe actually like not uh,
0: yeah yeah. not a boat
2: not a boat but yeah I think
0: so so like missing the bus okay Uh, machine malfunctions
2: maybe right. sex yeah
0: natural or man-made disasters
2: no, not unless you count zombies as like a, an abomination unto humanity that they create themselves. Oh, excuse me.
0: <laughs> Whoa. That is not dreamlike. is not. Do I dream about that? Yeah, that guy going to the pits of hellfire. Um, being lost. Lost. The oh, worst. It's every. We just.
2: Here, maybe we can manufacture it. <laughs> I was going to go for the lamp.
0: Oh, nice. But... <laughs> Let's get a real big close up on that guy
2: i can't hit it if you put it over it (laughs) okay oh that was manufactured
0: menaced by death
2: only in the physical embodiment of zombies
0: and i hate to bring it up but candy colored clowns or puppets of the sort yep 100 uh i'm not gonna answer any of those questions because it seems redundant at this point um yeah i think that's it any any final thoughts on on dreams schemes or, or what themes? dreams schemes and themes nope. dre- yeah. nope. no dream no no theme dreams Scheme. <laughs> theme what is it theme schemes and dre- dreams is last
2: oh okay it's still themes and schemes the themes
0: and schemes okay jesus christ
2: uh I just how much i love it again it's it conjures a really romantic feeling yeah just i'm mean, the same way when i was to the blossom dairy where it's just i want to put on a nice outfit and i want to be taken dancing that's why i want to go to a nice dinner my favorite thing again about this is that it's a person who really loves music, yeah. talking about music. And that's always fun for me. And <clears throat> he knows so much. He's lived so much longer than we have. He's got twice our years on it. So it's like, I hope that. Uh,
0: to be honest, I think one of my critiques about like Triplicate when we first did it was that I didn't really understand it. It didn't, it felt really distant to me. But listening to him talk about this kind of stuff and having all of this remind me of Triplicate, and I'm sure we're going to run across a lot of triplicate songs that end up happening on Mm. theme time from you know either the original artist or more than likely you know a famous cover of it but it's giving i think at the end of this whole thing i'll have a different appreciation for triplicate that i didn't quite have when you first listened to it because i brought baggage that i just wanted another tempest i just want original material
2: i think we even talked about during triplicate if we could determine whether or not he legitimately had an affinity for these things or they were arbitrary but this is definitely reaffirmation that he loves those songs. Yeah. He loves that time period. He loves the people that sang, the people that wrote them. I really appreciated that he has a little thing even like I want to go on my way to mention the names of these vocal singers. Love that. Because nobody does. Love that. He talks about the saxophonist and the Dinah Washington thing right, after, right out of the gate. And it's great.
0: Yeah. I love when he goes back over them and he's like, James, uh, Steve, Bob. The other James, (laughs) I was just like, yes. (laughs) How are you gonna do? How are you gonna pull that one off, Bob? Great. No, I like that too. Who were they? The, Uh, the chords. The chords. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love that. It was really great. Yeah, love it. Great, great show.
2: And I can't wait to get into more of it. I think yes, going forward, I'll definitely be taking a closer look at the music. I was not really prepared.
0: Yeah, this one kind of sprang on us because we really like fell hard for this, and we talked a lot about it throughout the week and i think we just wanted to kind of get the first one out we want to get supplemental two going because it's been a while since we did supplemental one we teased the fuck out of it forever so i feel like (laughs) we teased it we never did it i mean we did it we just didn't know when to release it and i think we're just gonna kind of go for it at this point so you know we're at like you know 17 18 episodes into the original sign on the window run so this is you know it's early supplemental two so thanks for uh for following us here and um you know let us know what you think Uh, if you have any thoughts on it please share it our way um we're going to do our best to sort of like yeah dive deep the way that bob dylan did and try to bring our own you know view of all this stuff so do you think when he said the wi-fi is down is the first time he's ever
2: said the words wi-fi he just knows that's the thing that lets me look at the email
0: yeah which but he doesn't get email not in the studio it's only post the, <laughs> the wi-fi never works so he's gonna get elvis costello on the phone oh and also jenny lewis was in there uh sort of in the middle did you catch oh, really? that one no. yeah she was just like you're listening to theme oh, yeah time with it's on jenny all lewis. the
2: episodes there's one for sarah silverman the yeah. very first episode it's like i'm sarah silverman and this is theme time radio hour with bob dylan yeah
0: it's really fun to hear all of these uh famous people say bob dylan i just kind of like get a weird kick out of it Because I'm just, I obviously have an affinity, and it's nice to hear them say it. It's just really great. All right, so because Kelly never gets to win, and uh, we just uh, finished recording uh, an episode before this, and guess what? Picked wrong. Way wrong. Uh, So uh, to give her a little bit of a break so she doesn't go home and cry, we uh, are going to go ahead, and I'm going to pick three numbers from Random.org that are going to correspond with another episode. All the episodes are in order, uh, so if you know front to back, you're going to spoil yourself before I even know it. Good for you. You're a true Bob Dylan fan. Otherwise, we're going to do three, and then you're going to tell me which one you want to do for next week, and then you're going to tell me why. Okay. All right. So let's pick three numbers, and you are going to pick along as well. So we're going to do one out of 97. I'm going to go ahead and take out... uh, Dreams. Dreams, which is episode 59. Um, All right. All right. One out of 97. Pick. 22. 40. I thought I was supposed to pick three. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: 33. Three. Close enough. (laughs) 91.
0: 47. Okay. All right. So 40, 47, and three. All right. So let's take a look. We'll just go in chronological order. So number three is what we're doing right now. Drinking. Oh, yeah. 40 is laughter, which we've also done a lot of today. And episode 47, we are just two Fools. Fools. So fools, laughter, drinking.
2: I already listened to the drinking episode. Nice. (laughs) So let's pick a different one. Then,
0: Then, yeah, let's do fools. Fools sounds good. Fools. Okay, so that one was episode 47.
2: Okay. Because I feel like there's going to be a lot of good characters uh, in the songs that he picks. And I'm curious to know about all the fools of music that
0: Bob Dylan likes. Otherwise, this puts a wrap on Splendid. Splendid Dreams. Beautiful. Love it. Everything is great. We're a real podcast. Follow us online. You know where to go.
2: S-O-T-W-Pod everywhere. They know where to go. S-O-T-W-Pod everywhere. They saw it in
0: everywhere. their
1: dreams. Dreams.